So, what can we learn about effective video marketing from Hollywood blockbusters, TV serials, and human psychology? Well, quite a lot, actually. But in particular, it's about how they keep a viewer watching and crying out for more. The world of video marketing for business is changing, and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 212 in another solo show today as we're going to dive into a particular element of video marketing that I find really fascinating and hopefully you do too. But before we get into today's show, I just want to welcome you back to the show. And if you have got value from this episode or any other episode, of course, I'd love a rating or review on your podcast player of choice. It really fires me up every time I see those ratings and reviews come in. So I appreciate you for doing that. Okay, time for a science lesson. Back in the 1920s, psychologist Kurt Lewin noticed something that he thought a bit odd. See, when attending his favorite restaurant and watching the waiters work, he began to see a pattern in which it seemed that when orders were unpaid, that is, tabs were still open, the waiter had a better ability to remember what the order consisted of. However, after the completion of the task, or after everyone had paid, he was less able to remember any details of the orders. So why was that? And what did Mr. Lewin and his colleague Bloomer Zygonik do about it? Well, The thing is that what Lewin was noticing is actually just human nature. As humans, we have a natural tendency to better remember things when a task remains open or incomplete. This is called the Zygonic effect, after his colleague who led the study. But it's more commonly in marketing referred to as the open loop effect. And it can be a powerful tactic to use when creating video content that sticks with your audience and that your audience sticks to longer. And it's a tactic that the best YouTubers and video marketers are using time and time again. But, and this is important, when used the wrong way, open loops can do more harm than good. I'll explain more on this later. The open loop or zygonic effect is based on a further study that Lewin completed, which led to his field theory. And the field theory that we're referring to here explains that a task once started creates a sort of task tension in our brains. And that tension leads to better recognition of ideas relevant to the open task. The human brain really responds differently when there's tension at play. And it's only resolved once that task tension is completed by completing the task. This task tension also results in a need within us to resolve the tension and close the loop. The open loop effect has been in widespread use in filmmaking and storytelling for like forever. You know it when someone tells you the start of the story and you just have to know the ending, right? 
or the age-old tactic of using cliffhangers in TV serials to get you to tune back in next time, same bat time, same bat channel, to see what happens next. So how can we make use of this in our video marketing? Well, it can be as simple as opening up an idea using open-ended questions or leaving some things unsaid. As a result, our natural human curiosity kicks in big time and the audience is left thinking, I want to watch this because I have to know what happens next or I'm really intrigued as to what this is about or I have to watch this because I need to know the ending so I'll have to keep watching. There are three really simple ways to inject open loops in your video marketing to tap into this effect that you can start doing right now. And those three ways are number one, in your titles or your video thumbnails. Number two, in the opening seconds of your video, what we refer to as the hook. Or number three, in the overall video structure. So let's break down these three open loop tactics a bit further. First, the title of your video and the thumbnail. Depending on your publication platform, this is usually the critical gateway to getting your videos seen. And by injecting open loops in here, you can create in your audience an insatiable desire to click. And that is video strategy gold. Consider how the title of your video leaves your audience feeling once they've read it. Are they wanting to know more? Does the title open up a thought process for them? or create desire to take action and click play. With your thumbnail, can you use visuals or text in your artwork to tap into human curiosity or set up a story that needs a conclusion? To give you an example, here are some YouTube titles that I found in a quick search on my own YouTube homepage this morning that are just laden with open loops that just make you want to click and learn more. First, a Peter McKinnon video title, and it was titled, Commercial shoot breakdown, and in brackets, I struggled. Doesn't that make you just want to click to figure out why Peter McKinnon struggled in this commercial shoot? Or a video from Epic Light Media titled 6K Pro Review. I like it, but there are some issues here. Again, you got to know what those issues are, right? Or a video from Parker Wahlbeck who said, who titled his video 10 Ways to Make 100K a Year with Your Camera. Again, that open loop is created. What are the 10 ways I need to know? Or a Casey Neistat thumbnail with simply a photo of a girl and the bold words on top that says, you can't. Can't what, Casey? I have to know, so I have to click play. So use open loops in your titles and thumbnails. Very powerful. Okay, secondly, using open loops in the opening hook of your video. Now we've talked on this podcast before around the power of utilizing that hook, that opening seconds of your video. And assuming your title and thumbnail got them to click play, how do those opening seconds demand that they keep watching? Some ways to create open loops here could be by telling a story or raising a question. Perhaps introduce a new idea or tease something that's going to come later in the video. This can be done either visually or through your script or even using text on screen in those opening moments. A particularly popular movie making technique that's often applied by the best YouTubers, for example, is all about starting your video in media res, which is a fancy Latin term for in the middle of things. 
where we see the opening shots right in the thick of some sort of action before returning back to the start and going on from there. Now that we've seen the action, we just have to watch and see what happens that led to that. I actually use this same open loops hook tactic right here on this podcast with the opening seconds of every show here containing some sort of audio that's designed to hook you in and keep you listening. And the final simple way to use open loops in your video marketing is to inject an overall open loop into your video structure, where in your hook or introduction, you'll be introducing an idea, a concept or a thought in your viewer's mind that will not be resolved until the end of your video. So you're creating one big open loop, which is in effect the overall purpose of your video or the key information that you want to transfer to your viewer. By structuring your video in such a way that the, the payoff for your viewer isn't gained until right near the end of your video, then you'll be maximizing viewer retention and audience engagement throughout your entire video. Open loops are a powerful tool to implement in your video strategy, but I did mention earlier on in this episode that they can also lead to negative outcomes when used in the wrong way. Did you spot the open loop that I created there? You see, when open loops are used effectively, they leave a viewer feeling fulfilled when they can get that moment of closure. That's good. But when used incorrectly as a video creator or marketer, you can also really frustrate your audience. Even when you have provided closure, if the closure doesn't match the initial logic or the expected end to the open loop, when it when it doesn't match it, it causes frustration because the story or idea makes no sense and your viewer is left grappling. This is why surprise twists in movies or books, they're either awful or they're really awesome. When they work, they truly work because you didn't expect something. But when the twist conflicts with what the audience is anticipating, it can be frustrating. So even for twists that work well, you'll probably find tons of critics of those twists. There are people who prefer to receive the next logical moment, not the surprise one. So just be careful about how you utilize this tactic and make sure that there's logical alignment to the closure of any open loops you create. The thing is, whether you're creating open loops deliberately in your content or subconsciously, I can guarantee you that by being more conscious of this tactic in your content creation and actively looking for ways to engage your audiences better through creating desire to close the loops, then you'll be creating more engaging content that keeps people watching longer. So let me know how you're using open loops in your content. And what were your key takeaways from today's episode? The best place to do that is simply DM me on Instagram at engage underscore Ben is where you'll find me or shoot me an email, ben at engagevideomarketing.com. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. I'll be back with you next week with another interview here on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing and it's my role to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective video marketing. I'll see you next week.